Maybe don't know. Maybe don't know. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I am your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode 49. We're almost to 50 of the Power Company podcast, brought to you by PowerCompanyClimbing.com. Almost lost my place there because, well, A, I don't write anything down. I'm sort of like Jay-Z in that respect. Um, But we're almost to 50 episodes. That seems insane to me. Um, you know, I wasn't even sure this thing was going to keep going when I started it. So huge thanks to you guys for supporting it the way that you have. Every time I ask for support in a specific way, you've turned out for it. So thank you a ton. I really, really appreciate that. And we're trying to make this as much as we can. Um, one quick piece of business, and then we're going to get straight into this interview. Um, Coming up in August, I've mentioned this to you guys before, August 17th, 18th, 19th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at Adventure Rock. Uh, Nate and I will be there. Steve Bechtel will be there. Justin Shong will be there. Arno Ilgner will be there. We'll all be running workshops during the Midwest Training for Climbing Conference. Uh, It's the first of its kind. I'm really excited about it. Uh, We've had several conference calls with the guys and... And we're all really excited about this, and we're, we're all working together to try to give you guys something really unique and really cool. And if you sign up um, soon, I believe, there, I believe there's a few days left by the time you're hearing this, um, then it's a little cheaper than if you wait until later. So go to the website, midwesttcc.com. So head over to the website, sign up now, save yourself some money. Sounds like a good idea to me. Nate and I are going to be there debuting uh, one of our new workshops uh, on effective body tension, which is uh, basically a really in-depth look at rooting, which is something you guys have heard about here on the podcast, and I've gotten a bunch of emails from people wanting to know what rooting is. This is the first place to really find out in depth. So head over there, check it out. Um, Recently, I was contacted by Tension Climbing, um, Will Anglin in, in particular, and you've heard Will before on here, um, I believe episode 12 with Roland Chin, uh, the position over everything episode, which is actually one of our most downloaded episodes. So people really like it and, and love what Will has to say, as do I. And Will contacted me and asked my opinion on hold sizes and, and just the design of a hangboard. And we talked for a while about it, and then very shortly after, he sent me a hangboard to test run. And uh, and honestly, it's it's one of the best hangboards I've ever used. Um, I gave him my feedback on it. Uh, they they made some changes based on my feedback, based on other people's feedback, and they've really turned it into something cool. Um, so that's what I really initially went in to talk to to Will and and his partner Ben Spanith about, and we ended up 
looking at so many cool things that Tension has that I just wanted to get a feel for what their whole line is, what it is that they're doing, and that way you guys have a good feel for it too. So let's just uh, jump on into this. Maybe don't know. Because it doesn't matter if it's warm or cold, the wood is going to be slippery. <laughs> you just got to grip the crap out of it. And that's really where I find the training benefits. Been talking there for me a little bit. Uh, testing Chewbacca test. Chewbacca we'll get a test. Going. Yeah, give me some Chewbacca. Come squeaks. here, Rory dog. <laughs> Rory is all about the Chewbacca. How's it's that? sort of a. It's a discolored Chewbacca. I don't know. Maybe it's a Wookie. What's the difference? Regular I don't. Old Wookie. Chewbacca. Yeah, it could be a different Wookie. You're right. Chewbacca is a specific Chewbacca Wookie. Chewbacca is a specific Wookie. <laughs> it was going to cost too much to license Chewbacca, so they just <laughs> took another Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're good here. So I'm sitting here in Tension Headquarters. Do you have a name for this place? Is it like the shop? The, the shop. shop. Okay. I'm sitting here in the shop which is Tension Headquarters. I'll just go ahead and call it that. And I've seen, I've been here like 15 or 20 minutes and I've seen more cool, mind-blowing shit than I expected to, for sure. And uh, I'm sitting here with Ben and Will. Are you guys owners, co-owners? What's the... Co-owners with our other buddy, Gabe. Okay. It's the three of us. Cool. Gabe will come by if he gets a minute. How did you guys come together for tension? That's a long tail. <laughs> <laughs> How long have we known wow. each other? Rory, quit it. Rory is also Rory here. needs Rory needs the Wookiee, Ben. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give it to him. We'll do that one more time and then give it. To him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Ben and I met in two thousand seven. Uh, or 2006 I think it was 2006 I think it was like the 2006-2007 semester no I think it was later because I was helping with the collegiate well, no, climbing senior series. year of college or junior year I think year it was like 2009 you guys met when you were 10 yeah <laughs> on your bicycles <laughs> well we, we met when like the CCS first started up Ben was the regional coordinator for the collegiate climbing series okay. and I was running the climbing club or not. I don't even think it was called the climbing club. I was doing something at Western state. Were either of you Gunnison. involved in making holds or oh, no. any of that kind of <laughs> stuff? No. Then? I, well, I made, I made wooden holds by hand for the system board at earth treks in Rockville, Maryland, uh, when I was in high school and those were kind of the first wooden holds that I made, right. which I still have. And they're on the blackboard in golden now, and they're fantastic. <laughs> they're made of mahogany. It's so. gonna be it's gonna be a specialty thing eventually through tension for Will's handmade wooden holds. Yeah, there's still there's still some of my favorite ones. We haven't like reverse engineered them yet to get machined, but I'm sure at some point that'll happen. Um, but yeah, well, Ben and I met like late in college, and then 
uh, just started climbing together more often and talking about business ideas in general. I think we're both fairly opinionated about certain things and we took a is it like two months in the van uh maybe like six weeks yeah something like that yeah so when you just bitch the whole time about all the things that were wrong with all the other companies we played a lot of settlers of Catan. yeah we mostly (laughs) and bolted roots yeah we bolted roots and played settlers of Catan and uh had always talked about doing some sort of uh, business. Like we looked into a lot of different things and for some strange reason, <laughs> we decided to make wooden climbing holds, um, which is definitely uh, probably a bigger initial risk than some of the other things we had been talking about. Yeah. It's definitely... I don't I don't think there's any other wood hold company out there who's operating in the way that we are. Not that I know of for sure. Yeah. So uh so you say maybe internationally there's some others that mm-hmm. but they're all I don't think anyone is is machining them in like a mass kind of production way. Right. That's like how it seems are. to me, but again, I haven't looked a ton into it. So you said that you guys were opinionated about things and i think that's a good a good place to start when coming up with a solution for something you know uh, some people are very opinionated just because they like to complain and bitch and they never do anything about it (laughs) but was tension a solution to something you saw out there you know was it could it make things better in your opinion yeah definitely i mean my a lot of my motivation was pretty selfish because I have really, really bad skin. <laughs> and and especially when I moved to Colorado, I was working a lot and still work a lot. And so I don't always get to go climbing kind of whenever I want to. And so I spend right. most of my time climbing in the gym, training for those, you know, one or two days that I do get to go out. Yep. And... I noticed that if I spent all week training on like the system board with plastic holds and bouldering on plastic holds and all that, that by the time the weekend rolled around and I had a Saturday and I was like, okay, I'm going to go climb. My skin was already shredded and uh, I would go out and try and climb whatever boulder I was trying to climb and try it twice and be bleeding and be like, well, I guess I'm going home now. That sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and so a lot of a lot of this just kind of arose out of that as a way f- to be able to train and go hard and be prepared so when you do get time to go outside everything everything can line up including your skin condition right a lot of bouldering really is i mean all of climbing i guess is condition dependent and and skin dependent if you have thick skin and it's cold out, you can grab some of the most heinous things you could yep. think of and they're fine and they actually don't feel all that bad. And then as soon as your skin's soft and it's 20 degrees hotter, like that holds impossible and you can't even hold on to it. Yep. So um, just trying to help make 
training more effective, more efficient, and help you be better prepared for the objectives that you're actually training for. Yep. I've always liked wood for that reason. You you just said something though that I think is interesting that climbing is so condition dependent. What about the argument that people might make over wood is harder to hold on to in the gym? I mean, is it more condition dependent or you know, where wh- what's the trade-off? I would say that it's almost less condition dependent because it doesn't matter if it's warm or cold the wood is going to be slippery <laughs> and you just you just got to grip the crap out of it and that's really where i find the the training benefits yeah because you can take a hold that is a pad deep but it's wood and you have to grab it so hard to hang on that it you know, it could feel like the difficulty of a quarter pad sharp plastic hold, but at the end of the day, you're grabbing a bigger hold. It's less tweaky on the joints and it's not tearing into your skin. Well, I think it prepares you better as well. You know, I coming from the red, which is where I learned to climb. I was very, very used to just letting my skin hang onto the holds and that's what all the work is. And I can climb that way inside as well most of the time. When I climb on wood, I really have to grab it. And then when I go places like Waco or Wild Iris and I really have to grab the holds because they're slippery and not, you know, they're not giving me anything back like Red River holds do then I'm a lot better prepared when I've trained on wood. Ben, you were involved in the BAM board, so you had some background with wood holds as well. Is that where it started, Mm -hmm. was the BAM board? Uh, Yeah, that was sort of the first thing that I designed or made. Um, And definitely from there, uh, wanted to keep uh, producing and designing more more things. so yeah there was sort of always an idea to add holds and other hang boards and balls and rungs and all that stuff Mm -hmm. but that was definitely the first one where i sort of saw the actual potential for what it could be um and then uh yeah sort of built it all from there why did you choose wood for that one it it seems like it would be just as easy to make it out of plastic or yeah definitely the, the material is is more like uh what you want to be using when you're using it, not like from the manufacturing perspective. Right. So it's easy to make really any of this stuff out of plastic, mm-hmm. but it's really when you're using it that you want it to be that material. Uh, and to be honest, sometimes like climbing, I often climb in cats and really old uh, plastic holds kind of have a similar feel. Yep. Uh, and aren't as textured, so they don't wear your skin off. Um, and that can be good too. Uh, but obviously wood sort of starts out and stays that way. Yeah. How do you, how does wood age if it's in a gym or if people are climbing on it for a long time, what's your experience with how it holds up? Uh, so, so far I, I kind of like initially until the chalk wears into it or like to say like seasons it, (laughs) uh, it can be a little slippery, but we've definitely chosen wood types that, uh, I'll say it again, season well. 
uh, and get almost more tacky with the chalk. Okay. So things like poplar and cherry do a really good job of that. We've definitely veered away from uh, maple and ash and some other wood types that don't uh, season as well. Uh, more long-term, like they can definitely get shoe rubber on them, um, but typically if you just brush it off, uh, it does okay. And, and worst case scenario, if you just sand it a little bit, it's like brand new. Sure, yeah. I hadn't even really thought of that. Todd Skinner's old wall, which um, the family just gave to me to put in the gym whenever oh, I awesome. get it open in Lander, um, will be, it was a wood, largely wood holds, uh, and a bunch of really old Yanero pockets. And, uh, but those wood holds have held up really well. And, but they had the rule of no climbing shoes. You always climbed barefoot on that wall. And it was because of the rubber, you know, making the hold slippery. I hadn't even thought of just a little bit of sandpaper would take that right off. Yeah. So I've, the, the oldest wood holds that I have are a little over 10 years old now. And they're, you know, exactly the same as they were when I first <clears throat> made them. But with the shoe rubber, because um, we've had wood holds on the blackboard at Earthtrex for three years now, and we've set uh, some wooden boulder problems in the main bouldering area at Earthtrex, which sees a cool. ton of traffic. Yeah, and the. The chalk buildup is really easy to deal with. You can, if you just brush the holds, just like with anything, they stay totally fine. If it does get pretty caked, I've been using just a soft brass wire brush and it takes it right back to essentially brand new. Hmm. Um, and like Ben said, if, if it, you know, if you don't brush them and they get gnarly and you've got, you know, kids with pizza hands right. grabbing onto right, them, right, right. you can, you can just. Does Ben like, come in here with pizza hands? Is ben that how it happens? Is, has pizza hands. I on. always have pizza hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just like a little, a little, uh, a little sandpaper in there, and then they're like full on brand new. Um, the the shoe rubber does discolor the hold, and it'll like work into the the grain of the hold, and and you'll be able to see it. But my experience so far is that it doesn't actually change the texture of the hold in any okay. sort of way that that would be detrimental. Yeah. Because we have wood footholds also. Right. And those are fantastic. Yeah, we like to... So the system board I built, the mirror board up in the engine room, um, we used wood for the, for the feet, just wooden rails. Um, and I get a lot of complaints about it because they're so hard to stay on which is exactly the reason I use them. Exactly. You know, which I think is a, a really good thing if you're training um, and, you know, you have to apply tension to the wood for it to to work in your favor. So, you know, I think that's a good idea to have wooden footholds as well. And they really, so we picked, the wood footholds that we make are poplar and... Poplar is just an awesome wood. We use it for a lot of things because it it has this kind of soft texture to it that gets really nice and grippy with chalk. And even for the footholds, especially the the little in-cut footholds that we have, you can toe in and pull in on them and use them in any way that you would normally use any other foothold. But 
they definitely do require a lot more attention, like how much pressure you're putting on them in what direction. And if you stop thinking about your feet, you, you pop right off. Um, right. Which is, in my opinion, is a, a good thing. And especially as, as a coach, when I work with people, I, I always at some point will put them on wood holds on the blackboard because sure. when you watch someone climb on holds without texture, I, the metaphor I use for them is it's, it's like a highlighter. If there's something that you're deficient in, if you're not driving into your feet enough or your hands aren't accurate enough or you're not in the right body position, you'll know immediately because you won't be on the wall anymore. <laughs> right, right. You can't let the friction do the work. In that yeah, case, you, so. you've got to be, it, it's <clears throat> this, it makes you kind of climb in this really accurate, like aggressive movement style that has, in the past three years, has really changed how I've climbed and in like a really good way. And I notice it every time that I go climbing and... Uh, and I really, I know it's, it's, I, I'm a little biased cause it's my, <laughs> cause it's my company and I'm trying to sell these things, but straight up, like the reason that I climb that way now is because of the wood holds. Well, you know, it makes sense. You look at, you know, the guys in like the schoolroom, and you look at Todd Skinner had his Woody down in Lander and all of those old school climbers climb with that very aggressive, powerful sort of, precision. I don't know if I want you powerful precision. Exactly. I was going to say powerful smoothness, but, but yeah, it's, I mean, that's the style they all climb in and they're known for and climbing on wood as their training might have something to do with that. I would, I would be surprised if it didn't. <laughs> well, can we talk a little bit about some of your products that you guys have? You know, I'm, I'm stoked on a lot of it. Um, everything I've seen, I'm stoked on. So if we can talk about what you guys have got out right now and maybe hint at some of the things that are coming, um, that'd be great. Um, you've got holds, obviously. Yeah, it kind of all started with before we were like willing to to launch it we wanted a as diverse and like as broad of a spectrum of holds as possible right so from like in cut crimps to slopers and pinches and finger buckets and all that uh it's a pretty well-rounded set uh and then from there or kind of at the same time we were doing campus rungs uh hang boards yeah we kind of have the whole the whole gambit now so with the holds, how would you suggest people, you know, let's let's look at the home user first. Would you suggest they get, you know, look into having a selection of holds? Do you have holds that are your favorites that you would suggest for home users? It definitely depends on the wall angle and the difficulty that they want, but I'll pick two favorites. Uh the, you look very happy about choosing <laughs> favorites of your own holds. <laughs> the the small large crimp, or sorry, the the, the shallow large, large crimp, crimp shallow and, large crimp, and the small finger bucket are my two favorite holds. I think. Okay, those are good ones. <laughs> yeah, I so. Let's see, yeah, when because we've we've helped a lot of 
people with home walls kind of pick sets and like come up with hold yep. orders based on you know how how hard do you climb now how hard do you want to climb how big is your wall how steep is it so if people um, out there want to reach out to you and say this is the wall i have here's how i climb you can help them pick the right holds out oh yeah Ab- absolutely yeah, yeah. Will's, Will's done that dozens of times i, I love doing that cool <laughs> it's awesome uh but my i would say my my favorite holds I have a favorite hold. My single favorite hold is the wide, shallow pinch. Okay. It's like a, yeah, like a half pad pinch. It's like a half inch pinch. tall block, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just awesome. You got to get mean <laughs> with that thing. <laughs> and that's uh, yeah, I really like I really like holds like that. It's very much like uh, I always refer to them as. Like like the two crux holds on black lung where you just have to squeeze so hard with like your fingertips and your thumb. Right. Uh, and yeah, it's just a cool hold type, I think. It's one that I find outside a lot, mm-hmm. like that crimp pinch. Yeah, and I think that, I think, again, the wood makes a big difference there because a pinch on plastic, you can do a lot with the friction oh yeah you know and sometimes you don't even have to pinch it you can just like get to the side and like lean on it yep but yeah not not with these <laughs> you gotta cool. you gotta it get definitely that makes thumb you going. engage them a little more and like yeah. squeeze it a little harder yeah. Yeah. yeah i think that's really important especially for the sake of training you know if you're interested in getting stronger why not use the tools that are going to make you stronger um okay those are i'm, I'm excited to see this shallow which one of these is the shallow, large crimp? Oh, the uh, it's right, right to your you. right. Yeah, you see that it's one cherry, in that box? It's kind of sticking out of that bin. This one? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a basic hold, but I just like the profile of it. It's really, it's really comfortable, and yeah. it scales super well. Like, that's a hold that, especially if you have, like, an adjustable wall or something, that really allows you to scale the difficulty in a pretty linear way. Yeah. Some of the... Like the flat edges, for instance, and stuff that's slopier, when it's more of a, like an exponential increase in difficulty as the angle steepens, yep. like like it just gets, the difficulty goes through the roof like every right. 10 degrees, where something like that, that shallow large crimp, it's got like just a nice shallow kind of smoothing cut. Mm-hmm. It's about like three quarters of a pad, just perfect training edge for basically any angle we use those a lot yeah i like the way this feels and it definitely feels like you know it's just the right edge depth and angle that as it gets steeper you just need more and more and more from your feet you know you're going to be able to hold it most people are going to be able to hold this edge it's just going to be a matter of how much tension can you apply while you're holding it you know so very cool. Uh, what was after holds? Did you go straight to campus rungs at that point? Well, the rungs, they were kind of simultaneous. We definitely, we knew we wanted to get into rungs. That's something that I had very uh, strong opinions <laughs> about initially. I really dis- disliked basically every campus rung that I had ever... basically everything. Yeah, every <laughs> single one. I And I... And I'm the kind of person I really, I really need campusing. I am not very powerful. I have 
that kind of upper body explosive strength has always been something that I've struggled with. And I, and so I see really good results when I'm able to campus consistently, but the rungs I was using just, even though they were wood, which I like didn't get, I was like, how are they tearing up my hands if they're wood? And so we started developing ours and playing with different angles and edge roundovers and just really took it back to the drawing board and tried to make something that was super comfortable because if it's comfortable, you're going to be able to use it more often and not have to stop because like your skin is burning. You stop because you did your last rep and now you're done. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, it's to the point now where like if I, I won't campus (laughs) unless they're on our rungs. I like can't bring myself to do it uh, (laughs) because they're just way more comfortable. Um, that and, and, and putting the curve on the front and laser engraving the numbers in there so that you always know where you are. It's just, just stuff that I was like, how come no, how come no one's doing this? This, is, this would be way better. Like, why are people having to draw in Sharpie on these new rungs that they just bought just right. so that they're functional? Like, why don't they come with numbers? Yep. So, you know, I think what it comes down to is that all this stuff was so... I guess elementary is the word I want to use when it first came out. Like everyone could just put up a strip of wood, you know? So someone had to come out with a slightly better strip of wood. So I don't think there was a whole lot of thought put into it as far as how comfortable is it? You know, how does it feel when you're campusing on it? How long can you campus before your skin gets destroyed? My guess is there wasn't a lot of that thought put in. It was just, let's make a slightly better strip of wood. Yeah. So that we can sell it for more money. I think I think we definitely made the best strip of wood. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a strip of wood, but it is a awesome strip of wood. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that's what this episode is going to be called, the best strips of wood with tension climbing. That's right. And then you've got, you know, you've got size, big size, you got a bunch of different sizes. You've got the big and big sloper rungs. Yeah, this um, so this I like I like to tell the sloper rung story because it uh it's just it's fun it's fun to me. It kind of represents a lot of what we're about. So Well I noticed there's no grip tape on them first off, which Well yeah I'm super stoked about. No grip tape. That'd be crazy. <laughs> uh so these are not there's a number of ways you can get sloper rungs and one of those ways is you get a big dowel of wood and you cut the back off of it and now you have this like kind of juggy sloper rung but uh we didn't like that um why not because the way that when you take something that when you take that cylinder and you just cut the back off when it's that big the way it pushes out the center of your hand creates this funny kind of wrist angle Right, uh, right. That is uncomfortable. Um, and my wife has had some wrist problems, and I know a couple of people who have, have yep. struggled with that. And so, again, we just started from the very beginning, and we're like, okay, well, what is going to be, what's the most ideal shape for sloper campusing or, or sloper jug campusing? And we uh, had access to a 3D printer, and so we played with different 
different uh, edge profiles and printed them out and felt them until we got to a point where we liked it. And then we had custom tools made so that we could cut the wood exactly how we wanted it. And that is how we got these reversible sloper rungs. So one side is harder and definitely more slopey, and one side uh, curls in in the back and is definitely uh, a lot more of a jug. And it has a flat profile on the front so that when you actually hang on it, your, your wrist more or less stays straight. And so it kind of gotcha. eliminates that, that wrist issue. We did similar stuff with the, like campus balls and all the spheres. So instead of it being like an actual ball, it's kind of like a compressed. Oh, right. Yeah. It looks like it's been smashed down. Yeah. Yeah. For the same reason so that you don't have your wrist like cocked out when you're grabbing it and it's like more comfortable. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've never been a big fan of sloper campusing largely for the weird position it puts you in when they're on these giant PVC. Yeah. Know. Yeah. It's it's uncomfortable on the wrist and and a lot of the the sloper balls that are out there you end up just hooking them and wrapping them around the side right and that's also like ben was saying that kind of flattened profile it encourages you to grab it straight on the front and not wrap around the corners which is a huge pet peeve of mine um and so we just do you have a lot of pet peeves will it appears that uh, you do. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> too too many. Well, I'm glad that you do because you're you're <laughs> fixing things here. You're creating solutions, and that's a good idea. Um, yeah, I I'm gonna have to try those out. I've never been a big fan of campusing on slopers, but it looks cool. It looks like a great idea. When did the flashboard come in? Was that right after the campus rungs, or was there something in between? Uh, that was maybe, so we've been around coming up on two years and it's probably like a year into it, maybe, maybe over a year into it. It's not very old. It's no, none of, none, none of the maybe, stuff Maybe really nine is. months ago? Something like that. Yeah, that, that's kind of one of my favorite things. Uh, that's something I've been thinking about for many years and was like how come no one has made this like did you conceptualize it as a warm-up tool as a training tool yeah specifically so specifically as like a warm-up and an on-the-road training tool and from the very beginning of thinking about it i was like it's a cylinder like of course it's going to be a cylinder it makes so much sense Hmm. whole thing becomes a pull-up bar uh, the way that the suspension system works uh, when you use the cylinder and you cut that flat face into it uh, prevents it from rotating and tipping all over the place. Right. Uh, and what I really wanted was just something where, uh, like, if, again, because my skin's terrible, if you hike, you've got to hike all the way to Upper Chaos or something and you're trying to, to try your project and it's, you know, some hard grade and there's the next easiest boulder is like 600 yards away through the talus. And it's like, I just want to warm up and do this problem. Right. Uh, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I also travel a lot, like if I have to go coach at comps or anything like that, and then you're stuck up in a hotel and they have 
three treadmills and a, a 50 pound dumbbell. It's like, well, what yeah. am I like? Yep. I'm a climber too. Like I know I'm a coach, but you know, I can't just, I don't want to, I'll go crazy if I have to sit on my butt for a week. Right. That'd like, be insane. Uh, and so, yeah, having a hangboard like that to take around and you can just hook it up on any pull-up bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do, uh, I guess people are calling them no hangs where you like attach weight to it and pick it up and right, use that right. center edge. It's incredibly versatile. Uh, and it, yeah, I just, I take it everywhere. So I never have to be without a hangboard. Yeah. We've been using it quite a bit. All the guys have. And, uh, and I think all of us have, except for Paul, um, Blake, Nate and I all used it largely as a warm up tool. Um, it was especially key for me this, you know, last fall because I was in the red and I was trying to just do the short bouldery stuff I had ignored for years and things that were really hard right off the ground. And that's my absolute anti-style. You know, I suck at really pulling hard right off the ground. And several of them had tiny little crimps really close to the ground. And it's so hard for me to get warmed up for tiny little crimps in the red. You know, if you, there are no tiny little crimps on anything under 13B or C. You know, it's all relatively big holds. So I would take the tension board up with me, clip it to a first bolt, and hang on it and play around on it until I felt ready to crimp. And once I was able to full crimp a few times, hanging on the tension board comfortably, then I was ready to go. You know, and that was huge for me. Paul has used it. He takes it into the gym with him when he's training, and they don't have a hangboard there, but he does his, you know, what Steve Bechtel calls integrated strength training, does his heavy workouts mixed in with his heavy hangs on the t- on the flashboard. And so he uses it specifically for training in a in a space where he couldn't otherwise incorporate hanging. So, yeah, I think it definitely shines for that, especially the integrated strength stuff from from Steve because I know at least I was struggling with it because you you get the squat rack all set up and then you do your set and then you go upstairs and then you do your hangboarding and then you come back down and <laughs> right, someone right. else is on the squat rack and yeah, now if, you're like, oh, if you man, even have even that in this. your facility. You yeah, know? if if you even have it. And then so yeah, just being able to hang the flashboard up right there and and just get it done. Yeah, you uh, can carry that thing amazing. into gold's gym and yeah most likely no one's gonna say anything to you you yep and and really and for like the apartment crowd which uh i'm also a part of uh not having to drill into your wall just getting one of those pull-up bar things that hangs from a doorway and just hanging it from there and now you've got you've got a hangboard at home no problem yeah we've been absolutely loving that thing and i've recommended it to i can't tell you how many people um you know, I was just, I was in Rifle not too long ago and I was talking to Sam Elias and Joe Kender and and Sam was using a different board to warm up and I'm, I'm not going to name any names, but but Joe basically just said, why are you using that piece of shit? You know, <laughs> where's your, where's your flashboard? And Sam said he had to sell it to somebody when he was in Europe because everybody wanted the thing you know so he sold his and 
came back to the U.S. and still needed to pick up another. So, so and he called tomorrow. it, yeah, <laughs> he called it a work of art, and and I agree completely. You know, I think there's, it's one thing to just attach some strips of wood to a board and call it a, a warm up tool. It's another to put a lot of thought into the sizes of the edges and what it's going to be used for and the suspension system that keeps it from rotating. And, you know, it's obvious that a lot of thought was put into that. Have you guys ever thought about Nate's one complaint about it was a, he wanted to have a a bag, some sort of bag to put it in. That might just be Nate's OCD, but we, we actually, we've looked into bags, but never, never found one that we really liked and then just didn't pull a trigger. Right. But bags are a part of the future for <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then you guys have got some pretty cool things coming down the pipe. I don't know how much you want to say about any of those. Um, this episode will come out probably a few weeks after we're recording it here. Um, do we want to talk about the, the hangboard that's coming out? Yeah, yeah. Give us, yeah, we'll give us the primer, Ben. What's up with the hangboard? Uh, so we've been playing around with a few different ideas. the The base is uh, is basically just a a board that has small increments of change. Uh, so originally it started off with two millimeter increments, but now it's most likely going to be two different boards with five millimeter increments. Yep which I just looked at and and I tested the the original and love it and but it makes a lot of sense I think to have the two different one slightly more difficult one slightly easier board with the 5 millimeter increments so and I just looked at those and I think they're great. Yeah, and those should be ready in the next probably 2 weeks. We kind of are just just doing the harder version today actually and dialing it in. Um so probably out when this airs. Yep. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be they'll be out and up on the site. We'll um, we'll, we'll time it that way. I know the guy who puts these out. Sweet. So. <laughs> we'll make we'll make sure yeah, it happens. So so y'all can go to our website tensionclimbing.com <laughs> <laughs> and go and and buy about twenty of them a piece if you want. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the holds that are on these. Um, the jugs are going to stay the same on the small ones. Yep. And everyone who's hung on the board is like, these jugs are amazing. You know, it's it's hard to we definitely try to make, make things the as jug comfortable better, as possible, regardless but they're of what fucking it is. comfortable. Yeah, they're comfort great. over everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I generally don't like to do just pull ups on a hangboard, but the pull ups on those jugs are so much nicer than on a pull up bar that. You know, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, we're we're pretty happy with that jug. Um, that turned out nice for sure. Is the easy board all edges, jugs and edges? Is that right? It's, yep. So we're calling it uh, the grindstone. It's pretty, oh, pretty like. classy name. I like. Um, Are they both called the grindstone or just yeah, the easy so we'll have one? The, the grindstone and the grindstone pro is the oh, harder version. Nice. Um, I like being a pro. So Yeah, exactly. Got to get pro. <laughs> uh, so, so the grindstone, basically, it's super simple. Um, it's got 
the jugs, and then it just has a series of edges from 35 millimeters to 15 millimeters in five millimeter increments. So 35, 30, 25, 20, and 15. And then in the center, you've got your uh, 50 millimeter edge for doing some one arm hangs. And also in the center is the 22 millimeter edge. So just a series of edges. The question I get asked all the time with that is like, well, what if I want to train pockets? Then just put two fingers on the edge. Yeah. Or- and I'm, I'm a big fan of that, frankly. <laughs> That's, you know, especially if they're big pockets, if you're training like a two pad, two finger, there's no reason to just have a two pad deep hole. You can, you can do it on a, on a large edge. The only exception might be the mono which on the other board is has a bit of a modified profile again yep. to make it a little more comfy. Yep. So with the, you know, are these are both these boards going to have the cell phone pocket as well? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know it was, I didn't game. know it was a cell phone pocket when I first used it, but now that I do, I've my phone's been in there constantly. So, so yeah. the top will also uh, instead of just jugs on top, there will be a slot that your cell phone can fit in and angle down towards you. Yeah, that's cool. that's actually probably mm-hmm. my favorite thing on the boards. Uh, I've seen some pretty uh, hilarious and creative ways that people have got their interval timer to be near them while they're hangboarding. A, a friend of mine I just saw has a plastic baggie screwed to the wall <laughs> and he sticks his phone <laughs> in the plastic baggie. I was like, nice. man, we got to... We got to fix that because that's not a good solution. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a slot cut in the top middle and you just stick your cell phone, any kind of cell phone or whatever in it and it tips and points straight at your face and you get your interval timer going and it it's great. Simple but good solution. Yep. Why no slopers? Why no slopers? So this... This is another thing I, I, I get asked all the time. And strength on slopers is kind of not really a thing. Climbing on slopers has so much more to do with body position and how you're actually moving around those holds. Yep. Like no one's grabbing really slopey slopers at horse pens and sticking to them because they're gripping them harder like it's i was, it I was so hoping you were gonna like say that. this so that i didn't have to argue with you <laughs> <But>. <laughs> yeah it, it that's this is not how slopers work so just yes there's there's a strength component involved with your hands but you're training that when you're training on edges also it doesn't you don't need those slopers and especially in a hangboard situation that's i mean that's all about that's friction you know Yep. That's not, you're not training your muscles to do anything harder. Uh, you're just sliding off or you're not sliding off. And so we just, in, in an effort to make the board just have an efficient use of space and, and basically give you what you need and not all kind of the frilly things that no one ever uses on a lot of those other hangboards anyway, uh, we just got rid of them. Uh, you don't need them. And, and, you know, same idea with the pockets. That's why uh, 
for the most part, the hangboards don't have any pockets because you really can just put however many fingers you're trying to train in the same spot where the forefinger edge is and get exactly the same thing out of it without having to add all that space on the hangboard. Right, right. Now, the odd man out there seems to be the 22 millimeter. Is that just a popular size? Is there a reason you chose that? Yeah, so we chose the 22 millimeter because uh, some of the more popular hangboards out there, people really like the the a particular edge on them uh-huh. and for the training nerds out there who want to be able to compare board to board there's your 22 millimeter yep center edge cool <laughs> yeah i think that's smart uh let's look at the grindstone pro then yeah Where... so so this one has uh, is an exception to the pocket rule we so the the one thing i i will i'll give everyone who's losing it right now when i said that pockets don't matter on a hangboard uh, yes, monos are, are important because the way that like a mono pocket kind of supports the side of your finger is definitely important. And yeah, so particularly when you're starting to train monos, if, yeah, if you, I mean, if you're super strong on monos already, you can train them on edges, but most people can't do that. Yeah. So, so this, this one has a, Mono, it's 45 millimeters deep, so it's pretty deep, but we, uh, Ben figured out this awesome, uh, like interior edge profile for the mono that I have been just geeking out on. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, amazed by how how nice it feels, actually. It's, yeah, it's insane. I've never, I've never grabbed a mono and been like, man, this is comfy. Like I, I would, I would hang on that. And and I, I the first time I grabbed that thing, I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. That's yeah. perfect. That's yeah. exactly how that should feel. And I've been in mono training mode um, for Wild Iris, and that was my my biggest criticism of the original board you guys made was that the mono, while it had this nice round radius that radius seemed to seem to hurt my skin a lot more than I expected it to, just the way it was pressured when I was hanging on the monos. And this one feels like, uh, I mean, it, it's, it feels ridiculous. It's, it's so cool. I never would have imagined having that funnel shape in it. it yeah, but crazy. <laughs> once you grab it, it makes so much sense. It's Yeah, it's this weird combination of the edge round over that's being used and this... 20 degree slope like the whole pocket isn't sloped but it's got this this contour around the edge of the pocket that just it just fits the way that your finger bends it's it's perfect um yeah it's a, a lot of it's not just as easy uh you can't just make something out of wood and then say it's skin friendly like you can you can make bad wood holds for sure, sure and you can, sure, you sure. can definitely spend a lot of time trying to make them comfortable <laughs> <laughs> yeah ben's I've just made a lot of uncomfortable away. holds that we've got rid of <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it's yeah it really man i could go on about this pocket but but ben nailed it uh it's the best mono pocket ever so we'll move on uh, <laughs> uh there's also a two finger pocket on it uh, on the Grindstone Pro, uh, mainly just because I wanted to give 
a a slightly bigger hold for training two fingers at a time, but I didn't necessarily want to put a whole nother four finger edge on the board to take right. to take that much space up because it's definitely the more advanced board. Um, it does have like a 35 millimeter edge to warm up on, but basically you jump right into 20 millimeters and then it goes 20, 15 down to 10 millimeters uh, in those five millimeter increments. Um, so you can train a progression on that. And then in the center, there's a 30 millimeter. And again, that 22 millimeter edge, uh, not that you couldn't hang one hand on, on any of those other two handed edges, uh, if you were strong enough. Um, but then the, the kind of the nice little addition to this board too mm -hmm. is, I like this addition. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. The good stuff. It's this seven millimeter, uh, 15 degree little in cut edge um this actually i it we pulled this for the most part off of the whetstone which is another hangboard that uh we designed that we actually kind of discontinued for the moment while we redesigned it it was a two-piece board um but we're gonna kind of take that thing back to the drawing board too and, yep. and make some improvements that we've learned from this board um, but the main thing that I really liked about the whetstone was this little, little seven millimeter in cut that when, when the wood edges get really small, so there's some plastic boards that have really thin edges down to like six millimeters or, yep. or less. And, um, you really, if you, if you take wood and down that small and you keep it just a flat edge, you really just run into kind of a friction problem. Like they're. They're right. not fun to hang on to. Right. Um, but what we found with this little seven millimeter in cut is you, it, by putting that little in cut in the back, not only does it make it a little bit easier to hold, but it makes it really good for training full crimp. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely a big believer in if, if you're going to be full crimping, then train your full crimp, um, to help, to help be ready for it. Like it's, it's kind of becomes injury prevention at that point um if you in a controlled setting can like very incrementally uh increase your exposure to that grip type then yep, yep, you're gonna be more solid on it um and that little in cut in the back when you roll up into that full crimp it gives your fingertips somewhere to go and that's what i always felt was missing when you i tried to train full crimp on like a flat edge when you roll those knuckles up right. the end of the finger feels wrong because you don't mm. usually crimp a flat hold in that way. Right, like crimps right. Crimps generally have that little in cut, and we kind of realized that that was why those felt right, and so we added that onto the board too to give, uh, you know, more advanced hangboarders something to really bear down on. Mm-hmm. Now, the board is at least partially asymmetrical. Um. Why is that? Uh, yeah, so the the little in cuts and the the big thirty five millimeter edges are not uh, asymmetric, and that had a little bit more to do with uh, the design and spacing of the board, and just those edges in particular, like the way that you grab them. Yep, having them a little narrower and a little wider just felt more comfortable. But all the other edges are asymmetric, and really all the the reason for that is it keeps each grip 
the same distance apart as you right. move down the board. Yep. So you don't have two a grip that's too narrow and then other holds that are too wide. They're all going to be the same distance apart as you train each one. Yeah, I've wondered for a long time why no one is doing that, and I'm glad I'm seeing it now. Are both boards the same way? Both boards are asymmetric? Yep, totally the same. Cool. Um, you, I know you changed something about the depth of the level that the monos are on. Oh, yeah. Um, that's something that I've had complaints about on other hangboards that you can't effectively use the small pockets because your knuckles get in the way on the level below. If there is a level, some of them try to do it on a flat board and it just doesn't work. So talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so Ben Ben toiled over this today <laughs> and got it figured out, uh, which we're really psyched on. Um, so the what we're hearing here is that Ben is really good at figuring things out, but he sucks at making comfortable holds. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, it just really takes some trial and error. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it, it I, definitely doesn't come out of the machine the first time comfortable <laughs> to grab. No, it's uh, it's definitely more difficult to make all of this stuff than uh, than it looks. And yeah, I I wouldn't want anyone other than Ben programming that because. Yeah, if it if it comes out and it's not right, he's like, "This is not right." It's obviously not right. Right, yeah, right. And then, yeah. and then he fixes it. That's um, good. You don't get attached <laughs> to your creations like that. Uh, you you can't. We want it. We want it to be as perfect as we can it, make it's it. It's normally really obvious. It's like this just <laughs> isn't right yet. Well, we got to tweak these couple things, and then then we'll be happy with it. Yeah. They, so the way they look, the two different hangboards are they're essentially the same layout but the 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 big difference right off the bat when you look at it is this center row of holds the between the center and the bottom row there's a way bigger offset on the grindstone pro the harder one because the mono pockets are on that row and same with the two fingers and so we adjusted the height of that to give the rest of the knuckles that aren't actually in the pocket, plenty of place to move around in space underneath those pockets. Cause that definitely, you can, you can make a great pocket and like the profile, everything can be perfect. And we, we had it that way at first and, and we're like, it, it's still wrong. And it was cause we had the offset wrong and there wasn't enough space for those knuckles. We switched it and now it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. You know, I've I've definitely battled with the idea of why aren't people testing their hangboards? You know, if I've I've hung on several that had a, a mono that I liked, but I couldn't use it because there was no room for my knuckles, you know, and I'm like it, it's impossible that they made this and hung on it. They they had to have just thrown it out at the market, no. you know. So I'm glad to glad to see that there, and that you guys have put a lot of thought into that. Well, and that's why we that's why we did that initial prototype of this board, got it into the hands of people like you and Steve Bechtel, and and people who use these things a lot, know what works, knows know know what the typical problems are, and uh, we really definitely spent a lot of time on this thing trying to get it exactly where we wanted take into account the user experience uh everything everything about the board 
I think is really well thought out at this point. We're definitely happy with it. Yep. Yep. I think it's, I think it's a step up for sure. I know when Steve got a hold of his, he, he immediately said this is the best hangboard I've ever seen. And I think you guys have just improved it with this second variation. So, you know, I'm, I'm stoked for it to get out on the market for people. Um, what else is in the pipeline? Can the, we can we whisper yeah, about the board? We can, we can, can we whisper just... about it. The big the big <laughs> thing um, is, and we're gonna have a whole another episode talking about this. Yes, once we'll, it's all finalized, we'll delve and figured into it. out. We'll, we'll go real deep. Uh, but right now, just just a teaser. So the the tension board is what we're calling it. Uh, super creative name <laughs> not to be confused with all of our hang boards <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man yeah so i'm it, trying to call the flashboard the flashboard yeah uh, i i definitely catch myself calling it the tension board and then i'm like <laughs> we no, now we there get, is a tension we board. definitely get requests for the tension board and we send it over it's like whoa this is a very expensive hang board <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> do you want to yeah do you want a two to three thousand dollar hang board <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not what you were talking about. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so, so the tension board is a this is a mirrored training wall. Like, so it's it's as simple as that. But right. it, what has gone into it, and kind of the whole spirit behind it is definitely a lot more complicated than just a mirrored training wall. Um, so, really, a lot. The, the whole, it's really what we're, we're based around, like the whole, the whole company in a way, like the reason we made all of these different wooden hold shapes and got into this is so that we could produce this board. Um, and so I've been, I've been coaching for over a decade now, which is a little bit insane, um, to think about actually uh, I don't even remember when I started, but um, all that time I've been fortunate enough to be in a position at uh, at Earthtrex to be setting up the system boards at uh, the different gyms that I worked at. And so um, I've been setting up these mirrored training boards for over a decade now too mm-hmm. and which I'm a big fan of as well. There yeah, the just having that that symmetry really allows you to do a lot of interesting things with with practice, coaching, training, the whole the whole deal. Um and and so we really wanted to incorporate the wood holds into that. The wood holds are in my opinion better for training than plastic and I also feel that a mirrored training board is more effective for training than an asymmetric board. Um, and I, and I climb on both all the time. Uh, and, and I love my asymmetric board too, but if, when it, when it really comes down to like, I need to train this specific movement pattern or this specific hold type or whatever it is, uh, can't can't beat the symmetry of the mirror board being able to go from one side to the other and work exactly the same move in exactly the same way yep um and and there are a ton of other applications for it but um the the whole board is standardized so similar in concept to the moon board where 
you're going to be able to use an app on your phone um, to pick out boulder problems, share them with other people. Uh, we have the full LED harness and everything. Um, so it's going to have, you know, Bluetooth compatibility, the whole deal there. Yep. I'm going to uh, cut you off. Yeah. Because if I don't, you're going <laughs> to tell the whole next episode. Okay. I'll slow it down. And I think that's, <laughs> I think that's all people need it. to know right now. I know I am too. <laughs> I just, I just got to see the thing. Um, I think it looks amazing. I'm super stoked to come back and climb on it when it's done. And then we'll talk more in depth about the board, why you chose it, why the layout's the way it is, yeah, how people can progress problems. We'll we'll go over all of that. Totally. So and save we're, that we're, thought. For I will. I will save weeks. it all. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have. A, I have a really hard time not just going off on. I yeah. freaking love it. Um, but we're definitely we're we're already in taught like gyms are already incorporating it. If people are interested in. Uh, knowing wall dimensions and T-nut grid and layout and all that stuff uh, to be ready for it when when it does drop. Um, they can just shoot over an email to us here, uh, info at tensionclimbing.com, okay. and we can send them all the pertinent stuff. Cool. And for all of the stuff that's currently in your catalog... Um, you guys said you had a discount code you wanted to give to listeners. Yeah. 15% off anything on the website. The code is power company, all lowercase, all one word done. Just type it in at checkout. Cool. Awesome. We appreciate that a ton. And thank you guys for sitting down with me. This was very last minute. I was walking into Chipotle and was like, hey, what are you guys doing? You guys want a burrito? <laughs> We're just cutting hangboards. <laughs> yeah, and, and I just swung by. So so I appreciate you having me over, showing me everything. I'm, I'm stoked with the direction everything is going, and I'm glad that you guys are doing it. Glad somebody is. So thank you a ton, and, and thanks for the code for all the listeners yeah come back anytime. and we'll be back for the tension board soon excited all right thanks you guys yep thanks sorry that i had to cut will off there he was he was getting a little excited and uh rightfully so you know, i saw the the tension board and it's it's pretty amazing i think they've put a whole lot of thought into it and uh gone through several iterations and I, I can't wait to get back and climb on it. You know, if you're a, a fan of the Moonboard, which a lot of you think I'm a Moonboard hater, but that's not the case. I'm just a Moonboard Instagram hater. But, you know, that's either died down or I've successfully blocked everyone who's posting Moonboard videos all the time. Um, so it's all good with me. And, you know, I, I like the idea of a mass-produced bouldering wall, and I think this tension board is going to address some of the issues I have with it so um, but that's in the future for now like they said 15% uh, off I've used the code at checkout power company all lowercase all one word and that's 15% off any of their regularly priced items that doesn't include anything that's already on sale um, please go check out those grindstone hangboards I think you're gonna be really really impressed uh, it's the best hangboard I've used for sure. Um, so go check those out. Check out everything they've, else they've got. I was really surprised by the 
amount of thought they put into everything, even the the sloper campus rungs, which never even occurred to me. Um, so yeah, I think these guys are doing good work. So head over to their website, tensionclimbing.com, check out what they've got, and uh, I will see you guys, hopefully, in Milwaukee on August 17th, 18th, 19th for the Midwest Training for Climbing Conference. And uh, yeah, hit us up, powercompanyclimbing.com. You can find us on the Facebooks. You can find us on the Instagrams. We're even on Pinterest, but we are not and never will be on the Twitters because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles. Yeah.